0: Hello, my name is Alan Knapp and I'm an editor for Functional Ecology. And today I'm visiting with Laura Reichman. She is with the USDA Agricultural Research Services Soil and Water Research Laboratory in Temple, Texas. Laura is the lead author on a paper entitled, Differential Sensitivities of Grassland Structural Components to Changes in Precipitation Mediate Productivity Responses in a Desert Ecosystem. This paper is co-authored by Osvaldo Sala at Arizona State University. Laura, first, congratulations on the paper, and second, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you, Alan, and thanks for having me here today.
0: You're welcome. So it's a a really interesting paper. I enjoyed reading it. I know our readers will enjoy it as well. Let's begin with a, a couple of general questions about what you did. So your paper is focused on how precipitation controls productivity in these arid systems, in particular on these legacies of of previous year's precipitation and how it may affect current year's production. So let's begin by you giving us just some general background on patterns of precipitation in deserts and productions and that relationship in general. And maybe you can actually define for us what you mean by a precipitation legacy and why that might be important in deserts.
1: Sure. First, um, as we all know, um, water availability is is one of the most important uh, limiting factors for the functioning of arid and semi-arid ecosystems. And there's a very strong relationship between mean annual precipitation and productivity across preci- um, regional, um, regional precipitation gradients. And that may explain about 90% of the viability in productivity. But there's a very weak relationship between year-to-year precipitation and year to year productivity and the relationship is about 20 percent so what we mean by precipitation legacies this refers to the amount of productivity that cannot be explained by current year precipitation but relates to the previous year precipitation so for example see if um, one uh, the previous year was drier than current uh, than the current year we would expect that productivity is lower than expected under current year precipitation alone. On the contrary, if the previous year was wetter, then we can, we can expect that the precipi- uh, productivity will be higher than expecting, expected under uh, current precipitation alone. And sometimes when we include the term of uh, previous year precipitation, to, uh, as an explanatory variable, we can explain a lot more of the variation in productivity than when we include current year precipitation alone.
0: Great. So, so let's focus on your approach. You, you did a really interesting experiment, an experiment that took three years to complete, so certainly patience is one of your virtues. Uh, can you sort of give us an overview of the experimental design, the approach you used, and, and what you expected uh, to, to see when you initiated this experiment?
1: Yeah, um, so when we designed this experiment, we had two questions in mind. The first one was uh, if we could reproduce the precipitation legacies that we've uh, been observing in long-term observational studies. And the other one was trying to explain the mechanisms behind these precipitation legacies. So we, um, in this, this is the, first, uh, the, the fifth article that we published from this experiment. And for this, we proposed a framework where changes in productivity were a direct effect of current year precipitation, but also an indirect effect of previous year precipitation through changes in vegetation structure. So there are kind of two ap- approaches uh, mixed together. On one hand, we have the direct effect of water availability on carbon fixation at the, at the leaf level. On the other hand, it's the um, effect of precipitation on vegetation structure which in these grasslands we consider vegetation structure can include the density of individual plants or the density of tillers. And also the density of tillers would depend um, upon the, the vegetative recruitment from the population of meristems and the fraction of uh, meristems that could be dormant or active. So we were interested in how all these um, vegetation components, like the density of plants, the number of tillers per plant, the number of potential tillers or meristems, and the number of stolons, um, how these respond to changes in current and previous year precipitation. So we, we hypothesize that the structural components will have different sensitivities to changes in precipitation, and that there will be a hierarchy of responses based on theories of resource allocation strategies for growth and storage. And we also had a a second hypothesis that said that there will be legacies of previous precipitation on these grassland structural components. So our um, experimental approach had to recreate these uh, wet to dry and dry to wet transitions in annual precipitation that usually occur in these ecosystems, but they are really hard to forecast. So if we had to wait uh, for these dry-to-wet or wet-to-dry wet transitions in annual precipitation, this could take 10 or more years. So we designed an experiment where we manipulated the incoming rainfall. And during the first two years, we had five levels of precipitation. Um, there were two levels of drought of 20% and 80% of the in- ambient precipitation. And we did this with rain and shelters. Then we have the uh, ambient um, or the natural rainfall as some sort of a control. And then we also have two levels of irrigated plots that um, there were uh, an extra uh, 50% and an extra 80% of the natural or incoming precipitation. And the third year, what we did was to switch everything around so that uh, half of the plots will receive either an extreme drought of 80%, interception, so only 20% uh, of the incoming rainfall received uh, the plots, and or um, an extreme wet year of an extra 80%. So by the end of the th- third year, what we had were either drought, um, drought or, or wet year that had different histories of precipitation. So, uh, and by this, we kind of shortcut the natural precipitation variability, and we were able to study um, study the response of, of the vegetation structure.
0: So you essentially had both previously dry years and previously wet years, in terms of legacies, as well as wet and dry years after that.
1: Exactly. So we had plots that they they were either they experienced. A drought during three years, or a wet year in those three years, and plots that experience wet to dry and dry to wet transitions. So they had either dry legacies or wet legacies.
0: Yeah, very very creative design. I really liked it. So, so all right. So summarize for us what you found. What, what did you learn? Well, well we
1: at the end of the growing season in the third year, we measure ground primary production. We measure tiller and stolon density and production per tiller and the number of axillary buds and the number of metabolically active axillary buds per tiller. And then we studied which of these components were more, sen- more sensitive to changes in current and previous year precipitation. So what we found was that all of, most of these structural components increased uh, with increasing precipitation. The, the number of stolons was the component that was the most sensitive to changes in precipitation, followed by the uh, production per tiller and the number on, and the number of tillers per plant, and we also found that past precipitation had a significant legacy on the structural components. So that means that, regardless of the current year treatment, um, there was a, a, a response of the structural components to previous precipitation. Mm-hmm. So what we concluded is that. The changes in productivity um, in response to changes in precipitation occurred through changes in solar, stolen and tiller numbers, but also the amount they grow. So, what we think is happening is that when, um, with increased water availability, it first will stimulate the pr- production per tiller until it reaches a maximum. And then, uh, changes in productivity will only occur if there are ch- changes in tiller density. Mm. So, from, um, for as an example, if the previous year was drier, there will be a structural constraint on primary production that is also known as the maritime limitation. But if the previous year was wet, wetter than current, then productivity could be enhanced.
0: So you essentially provided a nice structural mechanism for the overall production responses that you see. Exactly.
1: Exactly.
0: Great. So, all right, so you said you published five papers or so on this kind of experiment, or this framework of experiment. What, what's next for you? Are, are you still continuing along these lines of research, or have you moved on to other areas?
1: Well, uh, 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 yes and no. Uh, I'm currently, as you said, I'm a, I'm a postdoc at the Agricultural Research Service, um, and my project is looking at the effects of biodiversity on grass based biofuel production systems in terms of their long term um, production stability and nutrient retention and their different precipitation scenarios. But I'm also working with simulation modelers um, in order to include the precipitation legacies in, in models that simulate biofuel production across the world. So I hope to be uh, still working with these uh, precipitation legacies uh, now and in the the future.
0: That sounds great, Laura. Thanks very much for your time and and best of luck in your research. And again, congratulations on the paper.
1: Thank you, Alan. Bye-bye. Bye.